Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Aussie Rugby Show in podcast form. If you're new to the setup, you can stay on top of and be a part of what's happening with the show simply by following Rugby Pass and the Aussie Rugby Show on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. Enjoy. Welcome to another episode of the Aussie Rugby Show brought to you by Extra Hop. Stops breaches 84% faster. I'm Louise Ransom, joined by Drew Hulsey and Sean. What are you laughing at? I'm just so happy to be back here at Rugby Australia about to sink our teeth into another episode. I'm pumped. And we're coming off the back of our most watched show ever. So yeah, that's lots cool. to be excited about. What are we about. talking about? Like what sort of numbers? Like heaps of people? Check the website, please. <laughs> heaps of people. You okay. Are you also happy because you're quite comfortable on this couch? Do you know what? I can actually breathe out now, which is terrific. <laughs> I've gone 28 weeks straight. Well, Sucking I was, it in. I was late here. It's like you're doing a TV show in high altitude. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I was late on the way here. I forgot my shoes. And I was like, what do I need shoes for? I'm sitting next to a bloke that hasn't worn them once all year. So I've gone with thongs too. It's uh, a very good point. Yeah, great to be back at uh, Rugby Australia for another week. Uh, what got you over the weekend, Drew? Uh, you know what? Not much got me. Uh, a bit flat after that uh, result over the weekend. It's a great opportunity for us to go ahead in this Tri-Nations tournament and we just didn't take it. So, yeah, not much got me. It seems to be, the, if you think back to the last 10 years of the Wallabies, we get a chance every now and then to grab the limelight, mm. no other codes on, yeah. really make a mark. Newcastle, great sport in town. And then everyone sort of feels a little bit flat after it because mm. there's always two versions of a draw. There's the team that happy to take it, yeah. and that's Argentina because where they're sitting out at the moment. What got me was the softer side of Pablo Matera. I think we've oh, seen him oh, yeah. rip and rage throughout the course of his career, but giving his jersey away to some young so fan good. behind the post, yeah. that was, that was a was, nice moment. The kid was like lost it. Yeah. It was like when people used to see Elvis for the first time <laughs> on the Beatles. Like he broke down yeah. over Pablo Matera. That was his was, moment, wasn't that it? That was his moment. It was very cool. Uh, you know what else was really cool? Last Friday, uh, Lou and I got to sit on the judging panel for the Cauliflower Club's most ordinary re-competition in Australian rugby. Hang on, what qualified you to get on that panel? Well, uh, there was Mummy, Robbo. Previous winner. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what about me? Uh, no, not yeah. you. <laughs> uh, uh, Alicia Lou just. There's potential. Uh, and Lou and I, and this ended up being the winner. Are you ready for this? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. This is, this is <laughs> Henry McInnes. Um, <laughs> And he is horrific. 
<laughs> like, look and at the leg spread and proud of it and wearing yeah. the budgie it's smugglers. Uh, well, well adjudicated. So, yeah. so now, so Henry and the rest of the entrants, they go into a calendar. They're going to, the Cauliflower mm. Club will print up a calendar of the most ordinary rigs in Australian rugby, raising money for charity. It's a great setup, but my God, you'd be just wiping Vaso all over that calendar to smear away. <laughs> Would you, sure? The ordinary. No, like, well, hang on. On the, on the calendar to just smear away any. Where did we Potential just go there? clear images, you know what I'm saying, or just yeah. on the bin. There's a lot of back hair in that calendar. Oh, there was in those a, there's, a, there's a dude named Drew, um, Drew Weaver, the Weave Man, and he Weaver. was. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. The hairiest bloke I've ever oh. seen. <laughs> you could have Good braided his shoulder hair. It was horrific. So when we were in that meeting for the judging panel, I had a cold. Mm. Um, but what got me on the weekend? Some epic virus, not COVID. Got a test straight away, but I thought I just had a normal cold. Yeah, cold. you sound a bit fluid. Yeah, I, I still yeah, so am. This is so good. This yeah, is, <laughs> this is definitely one and a half meters. Yeah, we're doing fine. I'll, I'll be um, sick you better week. now. Uh, yeah, feeling better, but like it hit me hard. I was in bed all weekend. Got up just to watch the Wallabies for that sort of two hours, and that wouldn't have went, really sparked <laughs> yeah. you, would it? Would it? It didn't actually. Before we move on, I just got one question to the guys wearing. Uh, what are they thought? Yeah. There's no, you guys aren't at risk of getting Argentina. Great. <laughs> 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 I, I have copped a little bit of fuck over. You've them. copped a lot. How I pronounce Argentina. How do you, how like, do you, how do you say that? What are they called? They, uh, that... It's when I get stuck in between saying Argentina or the Argentinians. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like they're a foot disease. Yeah. Apologies <laughs> to anyone offended. I do love your country. Mendoza yeah. in particular. I like that. <laughs> Tri-Nations, Rocks and Diamonds. We'll start with the shiny things. Drew, what have you got? Yeah, look, it's a hard one. It's always hard to find something shiny in a performance like that or a result like that at least. Um, but for me, I'm going to go with the Argentinian number 10 again, Nico Sanchez. Two weeks in a row scoring all the points for, for his country and steering the side around really well, I thought. Yeah, I, can, so I can find diamonds in the Wallabies' performance. It was probably the first 20 or 30 minutes and the, the, the ease at which they got down the right end of the field. Yeah. And whether that was through, you know, smart tactical play or just some, some individual brilliance. So, uh, we've still got some young players in that side and you, I use Pataira again, his attacking ability, Tom Wright. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the things those guys did was really promising. Again, we've just got to be a little bit more mature and, and our set piece, which we'll talk about in our rocks, probably let us down. But there were some bright moments yeah. there for us. I, I think, I, of course there is. I think it's much like a lot of the people would have watched that game, the result, it just makes you walk away feeling a little bit flat, yeah. you know? Like there was a great opportunity for us to go on and potentially put ourselves in a great position to win some silverware, which has been a long time between drinks, and we just yeah. we couldn't get across the line. We, and again, for too many times, too many weeks this year, we've already been talking about creating opportunities mm. and not executing on it. Was it exacerbated, that draw, and the fact there was no tries, because the... F- Previous two weeks, we had one of the most incredible, iconic yeah. wins in the history of Test Rugby last week. Mm. And the week before that, we had the thriller in Suncorp as well. So we were riding this incredible high. And then we were all hoping, I think, at Newcastle to get a repeat performance. Conditions were good through the first 60. And then I think maybe that might be yeah. part of the reason it's in such stark yeah. contrast, if that makes sense. Yeah, I, th- I think you're right. We saw the first 20, 30 minutes and thought this is going to be one yeah. really good game. Mm. We were throwing everything at them. They were defending like their lives depend on it. And then it just kind of hit the brakes. And that 
flows into my rock. I'm going to give you a couple of rocks this week. I'm Can I have a diamond or are you just going to keep talking? Are you still here, are you? Okay, <laughs> I'll go, go my for diamond. it. <laughs> <laughs> my diamond is, things as well. Let me, let me um, swing at this. Actually, my diamond was going to be the Argentinian defence. These guys, like, unbelievable. Won't be broken down, refuse to roll over. Uh, that was one. And the other was the crowd in Newcastle. Yeah. I was lucky enough to do a function that started at 2 o'clock <laughs> on Saturday afternoon. Did you afternoon. see the game? No, I was luckily not in a position to... Being um, professional. I was being <laughs> professional. Uh, it ran from two to six. Wow. And Newcastle rugby people are great people. Yeah. And mm. so many of the people in the room also had one guy next to me driven down from Gundawindi up on the border there in um, yeah. QLD and NSW. Bloke had come in from Warren. So next year we've got more Newcastle and I couldn't be happier about that. Like, it's awesome. They it, just love it in the Hunter. It has a fantastic club system and a junior system. Having done a few things up there over the last few years, mm. Maitland, for example, one club, they had something like eight under-sevens teams two or three years back. Like They're a really good rugby town, and we hear so much about them being a league town because of the Knights and whatnot, but they're a good rugby town. Great rugby town, but in the last two tests played in Newcastle, oh. zero tries. That's yeah. a good stat. Yeah. That's a really good what stat. What about your rock? Uh, my rock was... The little scuffle that Taniella had, was it with Sanchez? Oh, there was one with Sanchez, it was yeah. with, There was the one there where he was like, Penley was going to go to you, Penley ends up going to you. I was like, are you kidding? Like, you got hit in the bum. Yeah. It's a bum punch. And he was going to get penalised for it. And then the old mate retaliated, like, come on. But that's well, my rock too. The come time, on. The officiating overall, again, I'm just going to keep harping on it because there's got to be things that those guys can do during the week that can sanction players. But don't take 15 minutes out of a half a footy checking at the, the tiniest incidents that really have no bearing on the game. It wasn't thuggy, it wasn't foul play, it was just frustration, which happens in rugby. That was one rock. Uh, the other one was the officiating of, of no yellow cards. Like, yeah. the game at some stage... Well, people had that discussion yeah. with at some point saying, what is the warning? Like, what mm. is it? Does it mean he's going to get you, one? Or you don't it, need a warning for too a much professional foul. Yeah. You need a warning for team infringements, yeah. but not for professional foul. That one on half-time Montoya, or Montoya, how mm. they were pronouncing his name on the weekend, I'm not... Uh, Montoya Tinio, I think. Montoya Tinio, yeah. spot on. <laughs> that's the one. Yeah. <laughs> he was holding onto the ball yeah. when the referee was saying, play the ball. That is a professional foul, and he got him two minutes into the second half. So clearly... Just think the officiating again, I don't want to just bang on them for, for the sake of it. Yeah. We're hearing too many communication between the team A, the refs. Just let the game flow. Hopefully they watch this show and then... I'm sure they will. Yeah. Then change. <laughs> I think they will. People looked frustrated throughout that game, though, at the, I guess, the lack of communi communication or what he was getting back from the ref at different times. Yeah, I think it's sometimes you've got to have that dialogue with them. And he was asking questions and he felt there were times where he was getting the answers that he needed. And there was, I think there was that one time where... He asked the question he wasn't getting and he's like, mate, I don't want to harp on it too much. Mm. Yeah. But just prior to saying that, the referee asked him a question and he, he answered it and he just then said, okay, we've had enough. It was almost like he didn't, he asked him the question but didn't want to hear his answer. But anyway, uh, my rock was just the Australian attack. Like it's just unimaginative. It's one out. I know that we've got a guy that's an outside back that's playing at 10 and he's doing a great job, don't get me wrong, but he's not a 10. Like nothing's going through Reese Hodge on set piece. It goes straight to Paisami. Then he might play out the back. Otherwise it's all our phase plays going off Nick White. It's just very one out stuff. And we were trying to out muscle and out, oh, I guess, well, yeah, out muscle a team that was bigger than us. Mm. Like, and because there was just no variation in our attack. And Do you think they've manufactured a slightly different game plan because Reese Hodge was number yeah, 10? Yeah, I think so. I think a lot of what they've done well, like even that Pattaya uh, no-try, that was something that was a, a preset, pre-plan. We saw it against the All Blacks the week before, but on, this, on that occasion it was Reese Hodge that put the kick in. I think a lot of what they've been doing well is pre-planned. There's not a lot of eyes up footy because those players just don't play. They're not those instinctive type of, you know, your James O'Connors, your Bernard Foley, the guys that have been a 10 
for their entire lives. I know that people say Reece Hodge played 10 as a junior, but at junior level, you put your best player at 10. Like we all played 10 at juniors, you know? So I just Sean think- Sean didn't. No. <laughs> I didn't. Yeah, your second best player didn't play at 10, but I just think our, our attack was just two one out and predictable. And it was a great opportunity for us to go there and put a score on this team um, after being so high in emotion the week before. And, yeah. and we created opportunities, we just couldn't finish it. And You know, you mentioned like the last two weeks been on such a high in the quality games. Yeah. That's what gave me, uh, a big case of disappointment so bad is that there was no yellow cards when there clearly could have been and we know that yellow cards opens, it up. opens up the game of yep. play. Like it was so important to that game we jumped on the back of the moment. But we're talking yellow game. cards for cynical, Both sides. not, for, not for slap and no, 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 and not for the face rub. rub. No. Yellow cards for holding yes. on to the ball when the referee said yep. let it go. Like that's what, that's what they're there for. Yeah. Just don't think it was officiated well though. What about you, Lou? Do you have a rock? Well, I guess it's a rock. Hunter Paisami uh, with his jersey ribbed and didn't get a replacement one. What Do they not have a replacement one? I think that's one? a diamond almost, Lou. That was like back to the old school Fair. days where you see a little bit of tiger stripes on the back yeah, shoulder. But, but a good point. At half time, you've always got a spare jersey there to put on. Like, I don't see why you wouldn't have put a, a, new, like a, a fresh one on. They've gone back to the days where there's only one jersey out, mm. is that? No, You've got to be reserved. there's always a, a spare one at half time, but they double them up yep. for consecutive games. You don't get given to yep. each game, but there's always one to put on. I, mm. I know it's, it's an odd one, see him running around. And why wouldn't you give that one away? You saw Pablo Matera give one away. <laughs> why wouldn't you give that one away? What about Michael Trecker not wearing the um, Argentinian yeah, I noticed strip that. this week? Well, I think obviously because he's going against Australia, he didn't want to wear the Argentinian uh, kit against you know, mm. his, his home nation, whereas so we'll last week against the All Blacks, mm. he wore the Argentinian strip. So I thought but it was just like a, a nice little touch. That, that was the one thing I think with, with Czech, you know, when throughout his, like being coached under him, he always had attention to that small detail. And often, you know, those little things don't get picked up, but he's a loyal Australian, loves it, like loved it, you know, like do anything for his country. Mm. And then just a little thing like that just sort of still shows how much mm. it sort of means to him. He didn't sing the anthem either. I saw in the Argentinian oh, yeah? coach's box The as Argentinian well. anthem? Yeah, he didn't yeah. sing the Argentinian anthem. You know what, he probably had his four kids up there watching wearing Australian yeah, wallaby yeah. jerseys. You know? so yeah, true. It's always mixed emotions at Test Footy. Yeah. Extra Hop play of the week time. Sean, what have you got this week? Yeah, remember to visit extrahop.com as well when you get a spare yeah. chance. You're watching at home and you three as well. I, I've, uh, I do it daily. You do? Yeah. I do Pulsey's also. Pulsey's really good with websites and stuff too, so he definitely has. So everything, you're giving us a website, but everything starts with the www, is that correct? Yeah. And then you just throw Extra Hop or Aussie Rugby Show in the middle of it. Yeah. Uh, listen, I can't limit it down to one defensive play this week, obviously stopping nah, the breaches. Lots. Just a host of the Wallabies yeah. clattering into the uh, Pumas across the 80 minutes on Saturday night. It was terrific defence, obviously stays all square, but man, oh man, the Wallabies landed some huge shots. No one winner this week of the Extra Hop Player of the Week. There's a bunch of you. Well done. Well, time for the check-in now, and we head to Wallabies camp once more here on the Aussie Rugby Show and talk to Tom Wright, who had a pretty great debut in his uh, opening game for the Wallabies a couple of weeks ago, guys. Uh, Tom, great to have you on the show. Let's go back to that night. You score on Dubu with your first touch of the ball and then get a win against the All Blacks. Not a bad way to start, was it? Yeah, pretty much uh, what dreams are made of, to be fair. Um, thought, obviously, being able to come away with a win was obviously uh, exactly what, um, what the team was after and um, a really good bounce back from the week prior. G'day Tom, speaking of your first uh, test for the Wallabies, what was the biggest thing that you noticed in step up from Super Rugby to international footy? Yeah, I think the two that you just touched on, mate, obviously speaking from probably a fair bit of experience there, mate. Um, yeah, definitely the speed and intensity are something that uh, uh, definitely jumps up um, when training at the highest level and um, amongst guys, um, obviously 
from different franchises and stuff. Uh, fair bit of the competitiveness when you first get into camp and um, definitely uh, you start to build, uh, build a lot of connection and uh, I think it's off the back of the training that you do and um, yeah, getting to know other guys off the field and stuff all sort of comes in and, up, in and around uh, training um, sort of on and off the field. Uh, obviously a bit of a different year this year. We've been in, in camp for like close to 10 weeks at the moment so um, sort of being able to bounce on and off each other's uh, being something that for me has been new as well. So uh, yeah, I thought that's been pretty cool at the same time. Hey, Tom Horsey here. Well, speaking of Coogee, I know you're in camp there at the moment, just around the corner from where you grew up playing rugby for Clovelly. I watched a lot of your footage when you were young, playing at St. Joseph's, and you did play a lot of sevens prior to leaving school. Uh, playing in the Olympics, is that something that you really aspire to do one day? Oh, I think uh, the way that you just phrased that question, mate, I think uh, the Olympics would um, be just about on anyone's radar. I think um, we ran into a few of the guys there today and it was good to see them back training and um, yeah, to answer your question, frankly, I think, yeah, the sevens would be on anyone's wish list. Um, obviously focusing on all this stuff here first, but uh, yeah, it'd be awesome to be a part of if the opportunity came up one day. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. And Ryder, you've obviously got the weekend off. Then you've got Argentina to close everything out. How are you going to get your noses in front of Los Pumas? They don't know how to miss tackles. How are you going to spin it around? No, you're certainly not wrong, mate. They, um, they've come over, um, come over here to obviously Sydney and um, put on a couple of clinical performances. Uh, we've just obviously been a couple of days now since, since our game, so we've had a bit of time to reflect on what was... Um, obviously a fair encounter, but we probably didn't put our best foot forward. So a um, little bit of decision making that we've got to improve on and a little bit of accuracy when, when we first get the ball. So uh, if we can tidy up a couple of those areas, mate, I think we're going to go a long way to uh, putting on a better performance at Bank West in a couple of weeks. And a couple of weeks' time, that's when you're officially on holidays. It's, I'd imagine from a player's point of view, it's been a, a long and draining year for, for everyone, but in particular players who have spent a lot of time living out of a suitcase. Any plans for the break? When are you meant to be back in Canberra training for next season? 
Yeah, I think it's all sort of being finalised still at the moment, mate, um, in terms of our return date and all that sort of stuff. But, um, yeah, you sort of nailed it. Uh, definitely living out of a suitcase isn't ideal, but in, in 2020, um, nothing sort of surprising. And as players, mate, we were just stoked to, to get back on the field for the Super AU season. And uh, for guys like myself and everyone else in the camp, the first-timers or guys that have been around for ages, this is uh, the pinnacle of our sport and um, representing your countries. Um, there's nothing better. So, uh, yeah, in terms of the sacrifices or, you know, the things that we've had to deal with, they are very mild in terms of uh, being able to represent your country and, and the things that we get, get to do here. Mate, you've just said uh, living out of a suitcase. Here's a chance to either throw someone under the bus or talk someone up. Who are you rooming with and what are they good or bad at? Uh, well, for the majority of the camp, uh, I've had Robbie Valentini at different stages. Uh, I'm actually very blessed that I don't have to do my part in Coogee with him. I've actually got James O'Connor, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what weird and wacky stuff I've got um, from Rabs over the next couple of weeks. But yeah, Robbie Valentini's awful, snores, <laughs> uh, doesn't pick up after himself, uh, awful hygiene, uh, the whole kit and caboodle. So uh, yeah, you can run with that and please, please run him into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no doubt this is a show for that. Uh, Tom Wright, thank you so much for joining us here on the Aussie Rugby Show and go well in a couple of weeks' time against Argentina. Thanks very much. And thank you to the Bose headphones that we've got. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Weekend forecast, it's Argentina taking on the All Blacks. Can they get another famous win? I guess the big question to start off with, guys, is what sort of All Blacks team are we going to see? Yeah, it's a hard one. Uh, yeah, they went to their like their number one A side and, and, and got dusted by the Argentinians. So I, I think we'll probably see a couple of changes, but I think on, on a, like a larger scale, I think it's pretty, pretty close to being their full strength side. What do you reckon? Yeah, they'll, they'll pick what they think is the best team. Like I know that there's t times when they, uh, against Argentina last time they played, they probably thought they could give a few of their non-starters a start and give them a bit more time in test, or a bit more experience at test level. But... They'll go, but they'll go back into their most conservative, not conservative, but their, their most trusted and mm. experienced um, starting 15. So in terms of the, the big question mark will be, can the Argentinians maintain the rage for three weeks straight, yeah. having not played for so long? That, that's the biggest challenge. I'd like to think they can, but physically uh, they'll get tested. And also Actually, big week for them. They're going to pop down to recovering Coogee and give themselves a... Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. What's that about? Oh, it's just a thing I'm doing on the side. <laughs> of course it nice is. One of your 15 jobs that you're currently rolling with. Well, you can't give anyone a plug unless they pay up. They'll, they'll <laughs> New sponsor. They'll Thanks. Be, they'll be sharp. They'll be fr fresh and fit. But in, in all seriousness, that's the, that's the big question. And that's why I think last weekend was a big missed opportunity for us because... These Argentinians have been asked to play four high-intensity test matches on the trot, and you've, you'd have to think, after having not played any footy before this, that there's going to be they're going to have to start to taper off physically, uh, mentally, emotionally, at, to some degree. We've already started seeing uh, some soft tissue stuff start to come in. Wine Imhoff went off mm. with the hamstring on the weekend, so they, I, I think that their starting side at the back end, like in their last test, will be different to the one in their first purely because of wear and tear and, and injuries and things like that. So that's what made it so frustrating that our guys couldn't get a job done against them because I think the Argentinian side this week coming up and then the one that we'll face the week after won't be as, I don't know, match ready as the ones that they've just faced. And it leaves it open now, off the back of that draw last week, if the All Blacks put a score on Argentina this weekend, I'm pretty sure that almost locks them up mm. yeah. for the rugby championship. So they are going to be harming. Do you think that the game that was played on Saturday night 
because of how it sort of slowed down towards the late end of the first half and pretty much the entire second half, mm. I feel as though that might work in Argentina's favour of not actually being too exhausted. I'm not saying it wasn't brutal yeah. because the collisions were, were tough and it was test footy. But the intensity but was it down. It just didn't a look little, as though yeah. there was going to be. I reckon they talk they they talk high speed running meters now. I just think they would be low, and that's really what guys struggle to recover from the most. Well, it's all about their recovery, isn't it? Steve? <laughs> So I guess also the question is with the All Blacks, they bounce back so well when they've been wounded. And now, as Sean said, they're in that prime position because of the for and against, I guess it works against the Wallabies. They're now in that position to, to take the silverware out of this tournament. But that bounce back is always so strong from New Zealand. Yeah, I mean, they're a quality side. And any time that they've been, I guess, put under pressure and, I mean, they're under the pump at home. They're, they're, yeah. yeah. New Zealand public, the, the, the media, the everyone is absolutely Sam Kane them. had to say, oh, Sam... you take it easy. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah. He also said, look, you don't know what you're talking about, which I don't know if you should maybe go down <laughs> yeah. that route, but I, I just think, I mean, they, that obviously shows that they're a team under pressure. And I think one thing that pressure does do, or what it can do, is bring a team together. And an all-black team that comes together and fights for each other and goes out against... Uh, an Argentinian side who've played, you know, third test match. Or it'll be their third test match on a row, in a row, at high intensity. Like it could, it could be, it could be, uh, could be a high score. When do you reckon the last course. time the All Blacks lost three on the spin was? I was just about to ask. I can't that, even. Well, I can't. two in a row was what? Two was a long time back, but three on the spin is you'd be going mm. back to probably, like. I, I honestly, 98. I reckon you're going to go back 2009. to 2009. Right, okay. Oh, 98. 98. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah look, I, I would have imagined that this last weekend was a, probably the start of the Tri-Nations planning. It was a weekend off for the players, but I don't think so. Like You saw them training really, really hard over the weekend at Narrabeen Sport mm. Centre out there over the Northern Beaches. They were doing some tough old running, like mid, mid to late se- – sorry, the very end of the season, they were doing some proper fitness drills, which I just don't – would think was part of the plan, but it's almost a message they're sending that, you know, we're still trying to find some gains and yeah. – yeah, they're going to be they're going to be hurting. Well, they are hurting, and mm. will Argentina be able to keep up with them? That's going to be the big question. Uh, comments corner. We have got a lot of traction from last week's uh, segment on this. Well, I tell you what, a lot of people launched to your defence yeah. off the back of these and two men so. addressing nice. one of the trolls on there. Um, you have got a lot of love, rightfully so from the broader YouTube community, Lou. Uh, yeah. Hoylsey, not so much. <laughs> this one comes from Toby Alexander Hughes. Argentinian, a Hoylesey, question mark. 20 likes. Dan Dan says, that, was my, that pronunciation was my rock of the week. The basement tape says, oh no, that was my diamond. <laughs> Drew was Let's too embarrassed. Yeah. Drew was too shy to correct you for I, I, was I picked too, it up the first or second time and I thought, do I jump in here yeah. and say something? Or? I, I picked up some giggles here. <laughs> I think I've said it before. I know I, I knew I made it. I didn't know you said it so many times. It wasn't until I watched <laughs> it back and I thought it was just once or I twice. Think pick up on it. There was a clever, <laughs> a clever pitch, uh, tweet, I think, where there was that. It was an Arge Barker. Arge Barker, yeah. the comedian. Arge, and then uh. the end sign, and someone with. That I cannot unsee now. Yeah. Tinia doesn't look great. <laughs> I'm going to tell you, as someone who wears songs a lot, I'm a bit worried about whatever and, uh, that presents. Here's another hint on Tinia. Comes at you forever. Does it? Let's call it in year five. Still suffer from it. Oh, that's yeah. tragic. Yeah. Um, Tinia with the tongue as well. Again, uh, there's some confusion from some people around what's cracking. Louis Smith says they mostly talk garbage. It's so biased towards uh-huh. Australia. Again, <laughs> just read the description, Louis, and you won't need to get through 30 minutes of the Aussie rugby show. Louis is a dead um, <laughs> Gavin Nealon. Uh, 
great show and great host. There you go, more oh, love, Lou. Um, look, Gav wants to see more highlights. Unfortunately, mm. Gav, we don't have rights to that vision. <laughs> Gav, um, we're on no s- cash. This, this is, this is no budget. Cash. Budget TV. We are so budget, Gav, that we have to recycle each of these to get the 10 cents back to try and put them towards a slab for the next week. Um, but we appreciate you watching. Uh, Mark Reynolds says... Sorry. Gee, Mutt Reynolds. Mark. Oh, Mark. Okay. <laughs> Mark Reynolds says, geez, that's a solid riff in the intro. Uh, chat to Kneeboy about that, but I don't mind that. Wah, 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 wah. You guys like the theme music? Back, I've never no. seen this show. Guilty. I'm with Drew. Oh, <laughs> well, we knew you. Hang on. <laughs> we have an intro? I thought it was just Louise talking. <laughs> this one comes in from Barklan, and he says... Royals looks like a pug that's on vacation in the south of France. <laughs> what's a, a pug? It's a compliment, isn't it? What's, what's a, a pug? Dog. Dog. Oh, there's a little dog in the face. Well, like, you know, look like face. a pug I'm not in the south I'm of not, France. I'm not offended by it because south of France is a... You've got nice <laughs> you flow. You like a pug in the south of You've France. You've got great flow. Um, you, think you, you think you offended me? I'm unoffendable, mate. So. <laughs> I was a pug in the south of France for four years. <laughs> Hey, well, until they stop paying. <laughs> that I was out. <laughs> I got one more, I got one more, I got one more. This comes from Boar Prod. Uh, it looks like an interesting cat, the Boar Prod. Anyway, uh, he says, This show is like the Seinfeld of Australian rugby. The same four people sitting around talking. Hoyles as Jerry always dressed so neat and thin. Oh, there's anything wrong with that. A shoeless Sean is Kramer. Uh, Louis the metaphorical get out Elaine shoving the chest to keep the guys honest. And mm-hmm. that just leaves Drew as, yep, the eccentric misfit that is George Costanza. <laughs> Serenity now. That is a great comment. I read that comment and I didn't understand it because I didn't watch, I've never watched Seinfeld. No. Really? Even I've watched Seinfeld. Yeah, I've watched That's, a lot of Seinfeld. I was more of a you friends guy. Oh, no, it will. Yeah, I was more of a friends. Were you? The irony was, Mate, I was actually going to go to Seinfeld. I did a friend and Courtney Cox, yeah. these Goudreau, why wouldn't you be To be fair, yeah. I think Seinfeld was a couple of years, like we're similar ages, it was a little bit older. I think. Come to my... Yeah, nice. All right. Back. Well, I was yeah. going to Jerry Seinfeld tonight, funnily enough. I was well, yeah. I, didn't watch, and I didn't watch it at the time. I've just re-watched yeah, it that's, since. Yeah. yeah. I didn't rush home to no, watch I just Seinfeld. Watch, I just watch good stuff, so... Like the Aussie rugby show. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I just said I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you, Boar Prod, and thanks to uh, everyone else who continues to drop comments on YouTube, especially the Kiwis who keep giving us the love as well. Keep them rolling in right below. Kia ora. Aussie Rugby Show at Malabag Time. Let's dive right in. Uh, question for the show. This is from Eddie G85 on Instagram. Um, Gary Ablett played the AFL Grand Final with a broken shoulder. What is the worst injury a player has played on with oh. that you know of? There was, there's the iconic one, uh, the great uh, Slaggy Miller down at Manly and played with the Wallabies as well. Had his nose crushed in in a game at Manly Oval. Back in the day, toothbrushes were made of timber. Took a toothbrush. Oh. Snapped in half, stuck one half up, one nostril, the other up, the other to try and keep his nose open and keep going. <gasps> like hardcore. The great slaggy. I don't know, what have you guys got? Yeah, I don't know if I can top that, Drew. I don't know if I can top that, I don't think. No. I mean, there's always, you know, broken bones and fractures and things, but nothing too crazy. I mean, that, would, that was pretty, uh, pretty good from Gary. What's Abbey? the most painful gone. injury you've had? Don't bring that up. No, that's uh, right. Yeah, no, that was probably more just mentally, the, the ankle one. That I got on a whistle horrific. pretty quick, so I was... That was horrific. Mm, that person was sitting bad on the top row, right, so I'm caught by the end of it, I was all right. But, um, yeah, I think nowadays as well, you just go in and get a jab, and Gary Ablett wouldn't have felt that until after the game, so it wasn't that courageous yeah. of him. 
Jeez, right. Obviously joking. You don't feel it in the moment. It's better to get an injury now than it was in old yeah. Uh, yeah. toothbrush days. Um, Steve Hoyles, <laughs> this is from um, a mate of yours, I'm assuming he's a mate, Ben Alexander from on Mr. Twitter. Yeah. What has Steve Hoyles been doing to his hair? He used to be going bald. I, you know what, I think it's just the angle. I'm still going bald. I'm thinning on this side, much yeah. heavier. And I'm sitting next to a guy who's got nothing, so that obviously when do you, makes it When will you concede? I want to get to 40, which is this time next year. I just wanted to get I, to 30. I think you're at risk of getting a little <laughs> Mapatazzi at the front. Yeah, I'm going to have a Mapatazzi, don't you, Drew? <laughs> I think I'm going to be one of those blokes that's got really thick hair here yeah. with not much Looks there. Looks like so you're receding a little bit more behind yeah. the little front tuft. Look, yeah. I tell you what, Benny Alexander, Alexander's not dealing with a full head of hair at the moment. He's no, he's no knee boy. He's lost more hair than he's lost weight and he's very lean at the moment. He's looking he a million. A lot. He does. Ben Alexander. Park yeah. runner. Pound on the pavement. Um, this one is from Simo Hay on Twitter. Was Samu, Samu Karevi available for selection for this Tri-Nations? We were talking about this before the show, about the fact that yep. no overseas players had been picked, the sort of floodgates hadn't been opened to pick everyone that was overseas. We haven't talked about this for a little while. How are you feeling at this point of the sort of Tri-Nations setup? Should we have um, gone to those players that are abroad? Well, I mean, I, I think if we don't win the Tri-Nations, it, sh it shows that we probably should have. I think there's a great opportunity for us to go out there and get some silverware. There's some players that are the top of their game for our country, they're Australian, they're, they're eligible. Like, like they, they, they flirted with us all and said that they're gonna relax it and pick two players from outside and then they didn't pick anyone. So I just think that, especially at the time where we don't have a 10 playing 10, we've got you know, inexperience throughout the, the midfield. I think someone like Asamu or someone of that ilk would, would have been uh, you know, a pretty handy addition. Mm. The one position I feel as though we probably should have would have been Tolu Latu. I think his ability on the ball and his line-out throwing, our line-out throwing has been a concern. But at the same time, I look back and go, well, if we had a brought in Skelton and Arnold, mm. we wouldn't have seen Matt Phillips shine. If we had a brought in Samu yeah, Kirby, we wouldn't have seen Hunter shine. Team. I get like, that, I get you that. you pick your best. But it's so, with and COVID and all the other COVID's. stuff. But we also don't know these guys yeah, hand yeah, up want to play. Say, that's yeah. the biggest yeah. thing. Well, or if they were going to be able to from their yeah. current contract. And yeah. when you said it's just COVID, so you don't we know how about difficult this, that was. We could honestly talk about this for an hour, the pros and cons of it. We probably couldn't. We'll say this though, imagine how much better we're going to be come July next year when the inbounder is uh, mm. against France and mm. we've got those guys with that benefit of a whole yep. tri-nations together. I'm really Youngsters. glad that you brought up France because that's a brilliant segue Go. into this mm -hmm. one from your brother, who's a big fan of your show, Bronze, of this yeah. show, Bron not your show, this show. Our show. Bro <laughs> it's my show. It's mine. <laughs> from my Bron brother and it's my show. <laughs> <laughs> this tweet from Bronson Mitchell, uh, which three people past or present do you enjoy? take to enjoy France 2023 and how long until you're deported? Oh, great question. I mean, he's not getting to run. Good <laughs> Sorry, Watson. <laughs> That's all he's asking, hey. No, I took, took, you the, me. took you to the World Cup in England. Not, you don't get another one. Um, oh, you'd have to take a few mates, wouldn't you? I'd take my mate Chicken. From I love Chicken. Mm. Chickzilla. Yeah. He seems um, like a value chicken. That's yeah. my mate. Yeah. yeah. Um, who else would I take? I'd take maybe... I couldn't split the three. Curly yeah. swoop and get so. I'd, well, Curly's already over there. He's already there. Yeah. Um, it's yeah. funny you mention that. I was I was looking at Airbnb yesterday. I was chasing chateaus in France. Oh yeah. Ooh. For 2023, whole group of us are going to find a chateau. I'm yeah. checking out villas, ten bedders. Come stay with us. What area? Come up short. South. We were looking south. at Beirits because it feels like. Do you reckon we'll still be going? It's not that show by 2023. Are we going to? 
Only the Oregon TV for Luke. I know that working on this show won't be able to pay for us to get there. But hopefully, there's also no one to sack us from the show. We can take it where we want to take it. I only got to the World Cup in last year for for one and a half day for played a classic Wallabies game and got home and was back working on air the whole time and I, I promised myself I'm not missing another World Cup so I'll be it's there so at some stage. I can't, I'm actually, uh, I'll so take the whole family, honestly. It's a, it's a take your kids out of school type experience. Yeah, Chateau? Chateau over the floor. In school. I think I might leave my kids in school. <laughs> probably over there in school already, true. I'm just so really open to that. Explain the bills. <laughs> no, it's bad. Next no, question, next one. Next that's one. it, that's all I got. We're going to wrap the show up now. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Yeah, 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 wrap it up. Drew, Holy Shaw, thank you so much for your company once again. Anything else you want to add? You're all good. No, no, all good. Good work, Pug. Au revoir. So good with the languages and countries. Yeah. Guys, thanks so much for your company again. We'll see you next week for our final episode of the year. Hope you can join us then. That's it. Don't forget to subscribe to stay on top of the show with new episodes dropping each week. And remember, if moving pictures are more your thing, you can catch the show at rugbypass.com or via the Aussie Rugby Show on YouTube. Like, follow, subscribe, tell your friends. You know the drill. See you next week. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.